everyone and welcome back to another episode of totally unsure in our 20s i'm caroline and as promised i'm here today for a solo episode i'm so excited to be doing this because the topic that i'm going to be talking about today which is how to evolve your relationship with exercise and then also how i'm becoming an orange theory slash fitness coach is something that i am so passionate about and i've really been wanting to talk about for a while so this is just such a great opportunity for me to get into it more huge shout out as well to emerson for doing her solo episode last week all about the best of boston if you guys have not checked that out yet you totally should um she knows all of the best spots and boston's just such a fun city in general but as we're recording this i'm actually in the city right now so i'm in new york city visiting my mom because she came down here for half of the week so It's been really nice to get a little break in the middle of the week and just get a change of scenery. So that's been super fun. Um, And it feels like a cozy fall day today because we have blue skies here finally in the city, which we had hurricanes and rain and just crazy flooding. So it's been really nice to enjoy the week of, I don't know, just really good weather. So I'm in a really good mood recording today and we can kind of just jump right into it with our typical intro segment. So first, I'm going to be talking about what I'm doing for my career this week. And this kind of goes along with what Emerson was saying in her episode last week, but I'm really trying to gain more confidence and be more proactive in my role. Something that I talk to my boss about a lot is how I can kind of move up to the next level, not necessarily in terms of getting promoted, but more just being like, a super valuable team member and I think what I'm really focusing on is being proactive so for me that looks like you know sending budget updates before people ask and just trying to get as much information about um, our vendors and our marketing campaigns as much as I can up front um, I guess rather than having to wait for my cross-functional team to ask me questions and then getting back to them so really trying to be more proactive and put on the hat of you know, what are the planners thinking right now? What are the project managers thinking right now? Rather than just staying in my own little silo that is in my role. So that's kind of been a big thing I'm working on. And then also just being a lot more confident in my role. I've had a few times in the last few weeks where I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. And I am thinking the answer to something in my head. And then someone says the answer and it was the same thing that I was thinking. So I really just want to try to gain more confidence speaking up in larger meetings and yeah, just I'm on top of it. I know what I'm doing. So just trying to switch my mindset a little bit in terms of that. But next I'll get into my win of the week. So as I mentioned, I'm in New York City right now with my mom um, for the week. It's just been so nice to spend one-on-one time with her. I mean, we're both working, you know, this entire week. So I mean, it's not like it's a vacation or anything, but It's just been a lot of fun getting to be with her and just walk around and I don't know, I just love hanging out with her. She's like my best friend and any excuse that she comes down here, I will always come into the city to see her. So that's been awesome. And another little win of the week that I have that goes along perfectly with this episode is I tried out a few new workout classes this week, which has been super exciting and really pushed me out of my comfort zone. So I tried a new power sculpt like Pilates class on Tuesday, which was really good. I loved it. Um, 
it's just such a different type of workout than I typically do. And that was just, I don't know, it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. It's always like a little humbling because I'm not the most coordinated person like when it comes to Pilates and bar and all of that stuff. But it's just, I think it's really good for me to do workouts like that. And I don't know, I love it. And then actually tonight, so today's Thursday when I'm recording this, but tonight I'm trying out a Physique 57 class as well, which I believe it's similar. It's a sculpting Pilates type of class as well, um, but it's in the city. So I'm excited to try that out. Um, I don't know. I have class pass and I really enjoyed having that while just being in this area where there's so many cool new workouts to try. And sometimes you can find some classes that are on there for a bargain, like they discount the credits. So yeah, if anyone has any good like New York City workout classes or Hoboken, Jersey City workout classes, definitely let me know because I would love to try them. I have Core Power on my list that I really want to try and then I also really want to try Rumble, but um, yeah, that's been really fun. Just like pushing myself outside my comfort zone and yeah, trying new workouts. Now, moving into the flop of the week, this was a whole saga yesterday, but my computer broke. So, I, my personal computer, so not the computer that I use for work, but just my personal computer that I use for all of my side projects um, completely broke yesterday. So, I sat down to actually record this podcast episode and my computer screen wouldn't turn on. And I have the MacBook Pro. I've had it for like three or four years, I want to say. And so it was so weird. I was like, my computer just completely won't turn on. Made a Genius Bar appointment last night. And lo and behold, my computer, the display was completely dead. They told me the display on your computer is dead. It's because it's older. Um, And they told me how much it was going to cost to fix the display, which ended up being pretty close to just buying a new computer. So I'm currently recording on my brand new computer that I got last night. So the flop kind of turned positive, but it was just really stressful, like not having a computer because again, I do a lot of side projects on that. So it's all good though. I got it all figured out. I'm still working on getting everything all synced up, but she's working pretty well so far. So I guess we'll test it out with this episode, but that was my flop of the week. And my roommates and I were just saying like, there is something in the air this week like there's just been like weird like bad luck things that keep on happening to everyone like one of my roommates was saying she spilled her oats all over her when she was going into the office and it's just been it's been kind of a funky week but they always say bad things come in threes so I think the computer thing was like my last bad thing because things are turning around today so if you've been having like a weird week as well let me know because everyone's been saying like there's just something in the air this week so Anyway, that was kind of my weekly recap intro segments, just what I've been up to. And now I want to get into the bulk of the episode, which is talking about my relationship and journey with working out and exercising. So I want to go all the way back to when my journey with working out really started, because I think this is relevant to the story. So I come from like a very active family. Um, My dad is a big runner. My mom was a runner. Um, They both loved playing sports when they were younger. Like I just come from a very active family. And so growing up, I really never loved playing sports. It was definitely something I did more because I had to, not because it was something that I was passionate about. Um, So growing up, I played field hockey. I was a ski racer and 
I tried pretty much every sport under the moon. I tried cross country, soccer, I tried everything, and I just like did not really enjoy sports. And so when I got to high school, I was like, okay, it's important for me to be physically active. I mean, I still played field hockey in high school and, you know, did other things, but I was like, okay, um, I'm going to try going for a run because I always, growing up, my dad would go for these super long runs. And that was something that I always thought was really cool. So the summer after my freshman year of high school, I really got into long distance running. And it's kind of funny that I fell into it kind of at that young age, because like I said, I wasn't doing cross country. I really was just doing it for fun and like almost as a competition with myself because I was like, oh, how far can I run today? And one of my friends in high school, she was kind of my running buddy. And we, I would say we were kind of each other's just person for getting that foundation for running and I just remember like the first time that I ran four miles I was so proud of myself and I don't know I kind of just fell in love with running from the start because I knew that it's like the most painful miserable thing to do when you're out of shape but then when you're running and when you're in amazing shape it's like the best feeling ever and just the runner's high is like indescribable in my opinion so yeah, I started doing long distance running and I would also work out in the gym sometimes in high school. And it was always just something, again, that I did because I enjoyed it. And um, I mean, I definitely I would say like at that time in high school, I definitely was doing it for aesthetic reasons as well. Like I wanted to lean down a little bit. Um, and so, you know, I would do like the elliptical, I would do core workouts, I would run. But it was always it wasn't like a huge part of my life, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Fast forward into college, my freshman year of college, as I've alluded to a little bit before, I was just pretty unhappy. It was just not a great fit for me. And so my second semester, I completely leaned on running as my, you could literally say my therapy, like running was something that made me get up in the morning every day. It was something that brought me a lot of joy. It made me feel gratification in a time where I wasn't really getting those things from other areas of my life. And so that's kind of like the first time I can remember being super into running and like thinking about, you know, how can I set myself up the best for this run and everything like that. So every day after school, I would go and I would really just try to incrementally increase how much I was running. Like every day I'd be like, oh, can I run five and a half miles? Can I run six? Like I was literally just doing it for distance and I was not focused on pace at all. But moving like when I transferred to Wisconsin and just kind of all throughout college like again I was that person like I would wake up before class and I would go work out in my apartment's gym but social life definitely became a lot more important to me you know once I was in college so that was I don't know that was like kind of interesting because I felt like my sophomore year of college I kind of started to shift away a little bit I guess from running and just it was still something like I said that was part of my life but it wasn't as important and then fast forward into covid so the summer of 2020 when we all were in lockdown and i'll never forget i was like so upset as everyone was to have to go home from college and be away from my friends and felt like the whole world was crashing down which it kind of was um and the one thing that i turned to was running and i committed to myself like this is what I'm gonna do during COVID. I'm gonna come out on the other side of COVID being in great running shape. Like maybe I'll run a half marathon. I don't really know like what the goal is of this, but it's I know this is something that makes me happy. I know this is something that makes me healthy and strong. And yeah, 
So I went on a crazy, crazy, crazy running obsession, I guess you could say, during COVID, where I was quite genuinely running like over 60 miles a week. And my goal was just to see how many miles I could run every single week. Like it was not even about like training for a race or trying to incorporate speed workouts or strength training or anything. It was like, how many miles can I do at the end of the week? And I do kind of just want to put like a little trigger warning out there as well. Like if you struggle with anything involving like exercise or eating, um, maybe just fast forward. But it definitely became like an unhealthy habit of like, I felt like I had to be exercising for two hours a day in order to be okay. And so, and I think again with the pandemic, it was really challenging as well because what else is there to focus on other than, you know, exercise or whatever your hobby was. Like, I just think that we all had so much free time and it was a really unhealthy amount of free time. And so that was kind of what I leaned into. And so I did that for a while. Um, I would listen to podcasts when I ran. That's always kind of been my thing. I love podcasts. Um, That's why Emerson and I have this, obviously. But yeah, so I did that for pretty much the whole summer. And then I got a babysitting job at the tail end of COVID where I would genuinely run every single day. I was talking to my roommates about this. I would run 10 miles every single morning before I would go to work. And then I would work for like 12 hours and go and nanny this family. So long story short, I got extremely burnt out because when you're running every single day for 10 plus miles and you don't even have a why, you're not training for anything, you're not trying to improve your speed, you're literally just doing it to check something off a list and be like, okay, I ran 10 miles today, so now I'm not going to feel guilty about eating certain things or whatever it was. That truly was my mindset. And so my why of why I was doing that was completely, completely wrong. I went about it in the complete wrong way. And so I took a huge break from running. I mean, I would, you know, I would work out here and there, but I honestly took a good year and a half off of hardly exercising and hardly wanting to ever run when I did exercise. And during that time, I was remember thinking like, this is, this sucks. Like, I'm never going to get back into running once you're out of it. It's so hard to get back in, like all of these different thoughts. And I just remember like thinking to myself, if you're out of shape now or if, you know, you can't run now, like anyone can start, you know, you you were there once so you can get there again. And so I kind of just gave myself the permission and the space to do other things that I wanted to do and not once again, like force myself to run if I didn't want to and, you know, not force myself to work out if I didn't want to. And I would say that fall of last year, so 2022, um, which was kind of like my first time being post-grad and like dealing with a lot of life changes when I was living in Madison, Wisconsin, is when I really got back into running. And this was very different than any time in the past because I was very stressed about like work and other things. And I just wanted time where I could get outside and be away from my computer screen and my phone screen and I honestly just wanted alone time where I could I don't know just enjoy myself and do something that would make me feel better so I started doing a little bit of running and then I met one of my best friends who's actually one of my roommates now and we were talking about running and I was like you know I've always wanted to run a half marathon but I never have and you know I'm like really out of shape now so I don't think I could do it 
and she had previously run a half marathon as well. So we decided to sign up for one together. And that whole entire fall, we trained for the Madison Half Marathon, my first ever half. And it was just such a great experience. Like, I was running because I felt like it was something that I was passionate about. Like, I loved the feeling of finishing a long run. I loved the feeling of going to bed early the night before and, like, knowing, oh, the next morning I'm going to run, like, 11 miles. Like, I just loved everything about it. I loved the serotonin I got after I ran. I loved like how dedicated it made me, um, just everything about it, I loved. It was very different. I was not focused at all really on my appearance. That wasn't why I was doing it. It was because I had this goal of running a half marathon that I wanted to work for. And so anyway, we run the half marathon. It was like such a cool race. I mean, it was absolutely freezing. I would not recommend running a race in Madison, Wisconsin in November. I was so cold, but... It was just such a cool and gratifying experience. And that moment of like after finishing that race really just re-inspired me. And once again, gave me that why of like, I am so proud of myself after completing that. Like I set my mind to a goal. I set my heart on a goal and I completed that. So that was kind of how I got back into my long distance running. And since then I've run another half marathon and I'm actually doing another half marathon this spring. And I would absolutely love to run a full marathon one day, maybe in 2024, in the fall of 2024. It's definitely in in my thoughts. We'll see if that ends up happening or not. But yeah, it's just ever since then, I've felt like I have such a healthy relationship with exercise. And this really brings me into my why and I wanted to share this because I really think that this could help other people because if you're asking yourself why do I want to exercise and you have solid reasons you're going to be able to stay motivated and you're going to meet your goals and you're going to continue to show up for yourself but if your why is aesthetic reasons or you feel like you have to or that's what everyone else is doing you typically won't have as much success so I wanted to share my why behind why I love exercising but specifically running but this also applies to like all of my workout classes and everything but my biggest reason is my why is because I'm physically able and some people are not able to get through a workout I'm so beyond grateful for my body I think this is something that if you're able-bodied you can kind of lose sight of quickly but just having the privilege to get up and have my legs take me through a run is something that I'm grateful for every day and I genuinely try to think about that every time I don't want to work out and I always think like I'm doing this because I can and I have the ability to so that has just been like a huge game changer for me is just leading with gratitude in all of my exercise I think my second biggest reason for my why is because the crazy impact it has on my mental health running and working out for me is such a release it is like I feel my absolute best after a run or after I've taken like an orange theory class um and just like the clarity it gives me um it helps me be more diligent in all areas of my life if I can you know tell myself I'm gonna do an eight mile run and then I can get through it like I can do anything you know and that confidence in myself too like I know I can rely on myself and Yeah, so there's obviously like all the science behind runners high in the endorphins and everything like that of after you finish a workout, you know, why you feel that way. But 
seriously like the mental health impacts it's had on me has just been so amazing and that keeps me going like every single time that I don't want to work out and I think lastly just I want to live a long life like I want to stay healthy I want to stay fit I like being strong I like being able to like lift my suitcase over my head when I'm in the airplane and I'm trying to put my bag away like I just want to be a healthy human being and that's just something that I was raised with but that's always another reason as well so now that I talked a little bit about my journey I guess with exercise and working out I want to also talk about this idea of quote-unquote like the cool workouts or the trending workouts because this is something that really bothers me about social media trends and about TikTok where something goes viral on the internet and then all of a sudden everyone takes that as like you have to do this like for example right now obviously like the quote-unquote soft girl workouts of like Pilates and going for long walks like those are the cool workouts to do because they're low impact and everyone says that you know high impact workouts raise cortisol levels and you know I'm not even going to get into all of that but you know three years ago it was like soul cycle was the really cool thing to do and I just really wanted to come on here and say that the best thing you can do for your body is just move and get movement in on a daily basis it does not matter what that looks like doesn't matter whether you're taking a Pilates class, it doesn't matter whether you're going for a walk, whether you're swimming, whether you're biking, like seriously, as long as you're doing something, that's all that matters. And I feel like it can be really confusing if you're just starting on a workout or fitness journey and you're seeing all of this information online. And I just want to say that if you're doing exercise that feels good for your body, just keep it at that and keep it that simple. Now that I've touched on all of those things, I really want to talk about my journey with becoming um, a group fitness coach, specifically an Orange Theory coach. So I started Orange Theory about a year and a half ago, and if you don't know what Orange Theory is, it's pretty much a HIIT workout class. So HIIT means high impact interval training. And so you run on the treadmill, you lift weights, and then you also row on an ERG machine. So I've always loved Orange Theory since I started. It's really like honestly just cross training for me from running. But I love the way I feel. I love the instructors. I love the music. Um, It's been a great way for me to like meet people. It's a good way for me to get out of my house. I just love Orange Theory. And as I talked about in a previous episode, like there were days in the winter where I'd be like, oh, I'm just I don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything like I don't want to get out of bed. We all have that like the winter slump of it all. And for me, when I would go to my workout classes, like that gave me so much fulfillment and joy, like especially when the instructors would be saying, you know, think about why you're here and like do the super motivational talks because it made such a difference. It made such a difference and such an impact on me and my outlook and my day. And I would leave those classes like feeling like I could conquer the world. And I just thought to myself, like, I can't imagine how gratifying it must be to like share all of this knowledge and help people um, be able to exercise and like be the best version of themselves and start a workout journey or continue a workout journey or just meet people where they are and help them improve every day. And so I started looking into what it takes to become a fitness coach because I've always thought that people who are fitness coaches are so cool, like whether it's a soul cycle instructor, really any type of fitness coach, I've just always been really fascinated by it. I love making workout playlists in my free time. You know, I love meeting people. I love 
talking about this in general. And so I always thought to myself, like, it would be so cool to be a workout coach or like some sort of workout class coach. And so this past winter, I really started looking into it and I kind of got my heart set on becoming an Orange Theory coach because I just, that's the workout that I feel like I'm the best at and that I enjoy the most in terms of like workout classes rather than just running. So I looked into it and I found some things online and I decided to do it. And so in this section of the episode, I really want to talk about how I'm becoming an Orange Theory coach and the steps that I'm taking and everything like that, because I know there's not like a ton of clear information online. And I think this can just be like a really good learning space for anyone who's interested in potentially becoming a group fitness coach. Also, this is something that I'm going to be doing on the side of my full-time job. So this is going to be something for like the weekends or early mornings or late at nights. This is not my full-time job. But the first thing that I did was I enrolled in the National Strength and Conditioning Association's Certified Personal Training course. That is the first step. Now, there are a few different associations that you can enroll in to take a training course. But the one that I'm doing is the NSCA. And the reason why I chose this is because this is like one of the biggest, most reputable um, courses that you can take to become a certified personal trainer. And so for a lot of group fitness classes, you actually do not necessarily need to become um, a certified personal trainer. That's kind of going a little bit above and beyond. But I did look into Orange Theory and I think it's highly preferred if you are a certified personal trainer in order to be an instructor rather than just being a group fitness coach so I enrolled in this course which pretty much consisted of textbook readings like videos learning objectives that you had to answer and then quizzes and this was pretty much a year-long studying process if you had no background in strength and conditioning or you know nutrition any of that stuff like I was really starting from the ground up and that's another reason why I wanted to take like such a rigorous and in-depth course because I wanted to have the knowledge to set me up obviously to just be a good orange theory coach so I bought the program and definitely like do your own research and look into you know what's gonna make the most sense for you and what you're trying to do but from what I could tell this made the most sense this is like a very accredited program that's accepted at most workout studios if not all so this is the program that I did and basically you are just shipped all of these materials and you're completely on your own to get yourself through this program and when I tell you I've never read a textbook front to back until I took this course I mean it so What I did was I got all my materials in and then I looked at all of the readings and they give you a course outline, but there's not really any dates or anything associated with it. And I was someone where I was like, okay, you know, I need to have this timeline. I need to have a plan. Otherwise, how am I ever going to get this done? So I literally bought a blank calendar from Target and I worked backwards from the end of the program to the beginning and figured out how many readings I had to do a week. Um, you know, what quizzes I had to take, literally everything. I planned out the entire thing. It probably took me like two or three days to get everything all planned and figured out. But I would highly, highly recommend doing that if you're taking this program on your own or if you're not taking it with a university or something because it's a lot of work. Like some of the chapters 
are like hundreds of pages long and you can't just do that in one sitting. So I would highly recommend breaking out the schedule and the learning objectives and just the course in general into manageable chunks that you can do on a weekly basis. Now, I was doing this again while I was working a full-time corporate job. And so this was something I was doing like on the weekends or before or after work. And it definitely was a lot. So just like keep that in mind. This is kind of a major undertaking to do. I also want to shout out that there's a Facebook group. If you look up the NCSA CPT Facebook group, um, there are a lot of students or, you know, just people who are taking this course and they do study groups as well. And you can like join Zoom links and everything like that. I would highly recommend looking into that. I did not end up doing that just because I was on my own timeline and I really just wanted to go at my own pace. Like I didn't know what pace they were going at. And because I had a lot of other obligations, I just thought it would be easier to do my own thing. But you must be CPR certified before you take the exam. Yeah, those are the requirements. I believe you have three attempts to take the exam and it's a pretty hefty fee to take the exam. So I will be passing it on the first time I take it because I do not want to take it again. I think it's like two or three hours long and it's pretty much just like taking the SAT. So those are the steps that I pretty much outlined and figured out to become an Orange Theory coach. Now, where am I at now with this process? So I have finished all of the readings. I finished all of the course materials. Now I'm at the point where I'm gonna start studying and literally memorizing all of this. It's a ton of information. So I'm probably gonna be taking like the next three to four months just to study in order to pass this exam. Um, Just because I, like I said, I'm gonna pass this exam on the first time and manifesting that by saying that. But I'm going to pass on the first time and I just don't really want to mess around with it. So I'm going to give myself adequate time. But you might be asking like, okay, so after you get CPR certified and you take the exam, like then what? How do you become an Orange Theory coach from there? So I've talked to a few people that I know who are Orange Theory coaches. And basically you just have to call the studios around you and see if they're hiring. And if they're not hiring at that time, then you might be kind of out of luck. I know... Some people also have luck like getting hired at the front desk at first and then moving into an instructor role. But I mean, you have the credentials and I'm sure they do interview processes and things like that. And then I know there's like a whole week long learning situation that you have to do with Orange Theory itself. So I'm not really there yet, but right now my goal is just to get this certification um, and then I'll kind of cross that bridge once it gets there. But I just wanted to like go through that because I think there's like a lot of, I don't know, misconceptions. Like I always thought, oh, I could like never be a workout class coach because I don't know. I'm not, I didn't study that in college. That's not my major. Like, but once you have the foundation and you know what you have to do, if it's something that you want to do, I would highly recommend looking into it. Um, Obviously I can't speak on being an orange theory coach or being a fitness class coach. And once I am, I would love to do an episode on that obviously, but I don't know. I'm kind of at the point, too, where even if I'm not able to get a job coaching at Orange Theory, I would love to, like, teach any other workout class. I definitely am kind of leaning towards doing, like, HIIT classes. I don't want to teach, like, Pilates or bar because, like I said, those are not my strong suit. Um, And really, again, like, this certified personal training is, like, focused on weightlifting and running and everything like that. So, yeah, that's where my head is kind of at with my 
personal training right now. I'm hoping that by like next summer, potentially, I will have a job doing this as like my side hustle. And yeah, this is just something that's super important to me. And like, I think it's going to be such a rewarding job to have once I have it because getting to actually interact with people on a daily basis and see the results and like see how gratifying it is for them, you know, when they reach their goals. Like, I just think that that's so rewarding. And yeah, so I think this was kind of a great opportunity and like a great episode for me to just share more about that because I know I've mentioned it like a few times in passing and I've also posted like a bunch of TikTok videos about it on my TikTok and I've gotten a lot of questions and like just people wanting to know more about this and so I don't know I felt like this would just be a really good platform for me to put everything out in one place and just I don't know like give the information in case you're interested like if anyone who's listening to this is curious about learning more about becoming a fitness instructor definitely dm me on instagram because i would be more than happy to talk to you about this and i don't know this is just a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and again like everyone ebbs and flows in their fitness journey and like i just want to end the episode by saying that never compare yourself to people on social media i know it's really hard to do that i'm definitely someone who falls victim to it but I've definitely like transferred my mindset from trying to focus on looking a certain way to feeling strong and trying to live longer and focusing on, you know, my why, which is what I talked about earlier. But I don't know. This is just a reminder that everyone's on their own journey and like you're going to ebb and flow with working out. And when you're first starting out and you don't know what you're doing, having an accountability partner is so important. So I don't know that was like one of my biggest pieces of of advice for just starting and even now I mean I typically will go for runs or like work out by myself but if like my roommate for example like if she's able to I will try to you know do that stuff with her and I just think like having someone else to just go through the workouts and runs or whatever it is that you're doing with is super important so that's something as well like about being consistent I guess my goal with this podcast episode was number one just to like talk more about my journey and how I evolved my relationship with exercise but also to inspire any of our listeners who have a fitness goal that they really want to reach to go after it because I don't think that any goals are too big that sounds really corny but I don't know I've just really learned that like you have to just go for it sometimes and If you fail, then you fail and you'll pick yourself back up. But I don't know. For me, I'm just really proud of myself for in the last few years trying to put myself out there more with the fitness goals that I have. Again, whether that's running a half marathon in a certain amount of time or becoming an Orange Theory coach or like even if it's eventually one day running a marathon, like I just think it's so important to get those self-doubting thoughts out of your head and not let that prevent you from reaching the goals you want to reach. So I hope that this episode like wasn't too preachy because I know there's a lot of stuff out there like on fitness and working out and I don't mean to be another one of those voices that's just calling out into the abyss and like preaching about fitness and health because that's definitely not what I want to do. But more than anything, I just wanted the takeaways of this episode to be that wherever you are in your workout journey, it's okay and give yourself grace and just maybe try to 
figure out what your why is behind why you're doing what you want to do and just do the workouts that make you happy honestly like let's just do things that make us happy and yeah this episode was really fun to record it was really good for me to put more about my journey and my experience out there for all of you and again if you have like any questions about anything or just like want to chat feel free to dm me on instagram I really underestimated how hard it is to record a solo podcast episode because you're just talking to yourself. Like I'm just looking at my computer background right now and I'm like, am I going crazy? No, I'm not. But anyways, I hope that you guys all have a great start to your week. This is your sign. Get outside, go for a walk, call your family and tell them you love them. I don't even know. All the classic cheesy reminders that I give every week, but Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Totally Unsure in Our 20s, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye!